I'm a dude, and I'm inviting you to join me on a podcast about brews. Does that include stouts? Yes. Yes, of course it includes stouts. Like I was saying, join us every Saturday on the journey hey, hey, into... Hey, co- wait a minute. Do you, do you guys do anything about, like, IPAs? Yes. Like that? Yes, of, yes, of, yes, we do IPAs. Okay. It's, okay. It, yes. Anyway, join us on the Journey into Comics Network for Brews with Dudes. Whoa, whoa, po- hey, hey, do you... Have you guys ever... Do you care if I bring some Zima on? Yes, I care if you bring Zima. Zima doesn't count. Zima... Oh. Zima... Dr. Dongo. Anyway, join us every Saturday for a podcast that delves into the craft brew world. The following is a Journey into Comics Network production. Hey, hey, this is Josh Richmond, and you are listening to the Voice of Survival podcast, exclusively on the Journey into Comics Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Voice of Survival podcast. As the introduction said, I am your host, Nate. Today, I have something entirely different for you all. Uh, a couple uh, This past weekend, we were at LafiCon 2018. I was doing a bunch of panels with people, and we got some really interesting conversation. And this was one of those conversations that I just felt like was really cool, and I wanted to share it here. So what I'm going to bring to you now is myself, Nate, with Tyler and Blaine from Podcastrophy. You guys know them. They're amazing. Also joining us from Wabash Paranormal will be James Holsclaw and Kevin Steiner. Now, these guys showed up on an episode of Journey into Comics last year, Journey into Comics 135. If you just go to our journeyintocomics.com and search Journey into Comics 135, you can actually listen to a little bit of their backstory and a little bit more of their history. This is a little bit more of a curated uh, conversation, talking about some of their current going-ons and some of the interesting things they've encountered in their time uh, with the paranormal, searching out answers and trying to help families for free. I mean, they do this in their spare time for free uh, while living other lives, and they take phone calls at any hour of the night. I mean, uh, I do believe on 135 they discussed how at one point they got a phone call at like 2.30 in the morning or something. So they are a, a fantastic group of gentlemen. It was an amazing conversation that we had. Uh, it was fun because it was live on the floors of LafiCon. We had people walking around and checking it out, and it was a Overall, great experience and environment. We kind of presented it as overall Journey into Comics Network. I wasn't sure what panels would go where, if anywhere. We were kind of just recording these because, well, we didn't know what we would get. So we figured, just like last time, we would throw the net out and see what happened. So this is the culmination of what happened, folks. Without further ado, I will delay you no more. This is Nate signing out the voice of survival we'll see you on the other end of this episode stay tuned live from LafiCon 2018 take it away well like well, I guess take it away other me is that is that right do you, do we do we say that take it away other me 
other Nate on um, whatever. Nate, take it away. Officially start recording here. Last time we spoke <laughs> was in June of last year. Yeah. Yeah. I had a show at the Lafayette Theater. You guys have recently moved to that space. Are you still there? We are not. No. Really? Yeah. No, no. Temporary. Yeah, it was just uh, it was one of the ones we were following 765 uh, Live Radio, and they moved to a different studio. So we were doing a show with them, so it's kind of wherever they had it is where we had it. Excellent. So, so what have you guys been up to lately? Lately, we've actually been doing a, a bunch of shows on 765 Live, and we actually just launched our Twitch not too long ago. So we'll be, do, we'll be doing podcasts every Sunday um, yeah. from, it was usually, well, 8 to 9 on Sundays. And then we would just roll for an hour, talk paranormal. We picked every genre. So, like, we've, we've been through aliens. We've yeah. been through cryptozoology. Sasquatch, cryptozoology. Demonology. Demonology. That was a talk big about religion, one. how it intertwines with the paranormal, all that. We, oh, yeah. we hit it all. And there's more to come. There's more to come. There's always topics. It's so, yeah. that sounds like some things you guys have been up to lately. Yep. But I'm curious, in the past year and change that we, since we spoke, has there been a paranormal hunt or something you guys have been into that was like, whoa, wasn't expecting this? Um, for me, no. I haven't. It's been kind of quiet in the paranormal world. Yeah, really? uh, we've had a couple house uh, house investigations to where you always get, and I, I love. I, we go help people no matter what. It's absolutely free. I think that's something usually, you guys said last yeah, year too. Yeah, usually like, around Halloween, we get some of the yeah. most ridiculous calls because naturally, anything in September and October is a demon. Right. Yep. <laughs> yep. yep. Oh, like, my God, I heard my house creak in yes, the middle of October. Exactly. Yeah. There are 50 demons so, here. I just got done watching The Conjuring, and I, I, or, that's or my life. A big movie release like that. <laughs> do they say that? Like, right. I just oh, watched The Conjuring oh, yeah. and oh, Man. Seriously, yeah. And then are you like, do you realize that part of your paranoia is probably from the movie? <laughs> yeah. And why are you calling me at 3.30 They're like, everything picks up after I watch a scary movie. Of course it does. No, duh. Of like, course. Your mind is doing that. And we kind of put to bed one of our biggest investigations we've had uh, and what we were doing for three years. Um was the one we were helping out in Indianapolis. We kind of had to walk away from that one because we couldn't help them anymore. We pointed the individual in the right direction because they needed help from the church. We can't yeah. provide that kind of help, but we gave all of our evidence and everything. The church was like, sure, we'll help them. We'll do an exorcism. And they, and they, nev- and they never showed up. Yeah. No, so definitely we just recently got the, the lady contacted us again. Yeah, and let them know that basically we had to wash know, our hands of it. Actually, where we, the I'm church not did not show up. No, well, the church did. No, the, the church wanted to be involved, but she, you know, the person needed didn't want the help. You know, okay. they say they want the help, and then yeah. they when the time comes, you know, the. Do, do you think that has something to do with their religious beliefs? No. Or uh, we followed their religious beliefs. Yeah, from we did everything we did they wanted that. to do. Okay. Um, they just sometimes they they say they want the help, and then they're really caught up in it. And it's hard to peel back those it's layers. It's almost like they're pull them out of the entranced within their own yeah. story and their own yeah. uh, haunting. That, it's yeah, really it's hard for this individual. Uh, they wouldn't leave the house ever. You know, they they work. They stayed at home. They, their house was cluttered. Every you know, all that stuff. It was just really hard to get them out to clean the house, do any of that stuff. Order style, a yeah. little bit. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I hate to label somebody, not as but bad. yeah. Okay. I mean, but the one time we scheduled the church to come out, didn't tell the the family. We just wanted them to show up. We let them know that it was going to happen at some point. At some, we said just some not. We didn't want to give you a date. That way, um, there's not like they're preparing for attack. Yeah, for two weeks. Do you think that? Okay, one of two things. Uh, my first thought is not what you're probably thinking. My first thought is, do you think that like 
if there's really a demon possession happening, that the demon forced her away from being a part of it because yeah. he didn't want to be exercised. Good. Oh, and, yeah, for and sure. Taken out. Or alternately, do you think she's full of SHIT? And that too? Also. Yeah, I mean, it, got, it went as far as we, we brought therapists in. <laughs> Yeah, to help her out. We, to we just check on just her check, as a person, having nothing you know, to do. With yeah, we worked with them with modern medicine. You know, yeah. maybe she just bad shit crazy. But then it all stacked up to like the evidence we were getting, and then the evidence that actually, you know, the stuff we looked up about the home didn't. It didn't say, hey, this is she's just bad shit crazy. You're like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah, you, you gotta you gotta filter through the lies and, and figure out the it, truth through the evidence you get as well. I mean, you, you I, of we are getting evidence when we went there. I mean, it was legit evidence. It's not like it was she's saying all this stuff and then there's yeah. no return yeah. on what she's saying. There is a gray area between what she's told you mm-hmm. and what you guys are experiencing exactly. and how to go. Okay. Right here is really what's happening. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's got to be difficult for you guys. And that, yeah. that's why we kind of we had to, we know we, we got to a certain point where like we don't know. To to a degree, I play a therapist. Weird. Well, like you sit, you, you talk Phil. to them, and you get involved in their family, their their lives. You need to go through and figure out you know what's healthy for them to do mentally. You know all those things because that all affects them in in their daily lives. Well, what they ba- do. Based on your guys' professional experience. Would you say that when you when you go to take on a case, your first your first inclination is I have to weed through all of the what I'm just going to assume is made up and false first, or do you look at everything with uh, no bias, no clout? Like I'm I'm just going to take it all in, and then I'm gonna and then I'm gonna justify. What what is maybe probable and what is you know just shit oh, for lack of a better term. Yeah, we, yeah. I mean, we have a process. So if somebody gets a hold of us, we first do a phone interview. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we ask them, you know, Claire's day. Are you on any medications? Do you see a therapist for anything? Have you been diagnosed with any mental illness? Mm-hmm. You can't you, you can't be afraid to ask those questions because some people will be like, yeah. All right, you're talking to the wrong group. I'm gonna right. call you guys the Peter Venkmans. <laughs> actually, <laughs> going through and yeah, we, yeah, we try. I mean, and then you you go to the home investigation, and that first investigation is a face to face interview, so you get to know the people, and then you get to do your base readings of the house, and you can be like, well, you know, there might not be anything on here because we just did all these readings, and you have a faulty electrical box or something. That's why you feel dizzy or feel yeah. The EMF off of that yeah. creates microwaves. Um, do that too, oh, right? Absolutely. Yeah, microwaves, fridges, everything. So you have to go through and you have to see what's, you know, the baseline facts. And it's a learning experience for them as well. Well, there is science for them. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, It's it's legitimate science. It's basic electrical engineering, you know, to that point of it. You know, you're just going through and you see them on TV. You see them using all these devices and we're like, no, this is basic electrical engineering, like equipment that they take. It's not really what we use it for. Shows you like to amp it up a little bit with some sweet music. I was actually going to ask that because recently I believe... Zach, was it uh, Zach my Bra- favorite person? Uh, Braff, right? Brand, uh, no, uh, you're uh, Zach Bagans. Uh, right, he did the Demon House. Yes, Gary and That house is like 15 minutes from my crib. Literally, really? it's so close to my oh. house. What well, was? Was yeah, it, yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> did you guys? Is that? I've been yet? there. Did you see it? Like I didn't like go for an investigation, but I went up when at first. It's like I'm just gonna drive up and take a take a look at it. What I like about that case, I mean, I haven't seen the movie they produced, the documentary. And some say that's why Ghost Adventures broke up was because of that. Okay. Um, but what I like about it is they got so many professional opinions, like doctors, policemen, caseworkers, 
yeah. to give these testimonies. So people that would never ever really deal with the paranormal, and they're like, what the hell is going on? Why is this guy walking up the None of this shit makes yard? sense. <laughs> it it's should. either a really, really well-played story or facts. You gotta take it with skepticism. And at some point, it's like, how creative can a person really be? Exactly. Yeah. And you're like, I don't think you'd be good enough to come up with this story. Like, yeah. I've met your personality. You're not really yeah. that clever. But what you're saying has some face value. Absolutely. I mean, That's kids walking be... up walls is insane. Terrifying. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. One word, terrifying. That's mm-hmm. all it is. It's not, there's not We're fun. Well, I mean, <laughs> we have a different outlook, James. That's fair <laughs> enough that you guys are, like, That's basing true. your careers in, in, in this world. Uh, so, although the demon house is important and whatnot, yeah. I feel like you guys have been on your own journey in the past year. Yeah. Um, what are some of the things you guys have recently encountered, aside from, you know, a person who doesn't seemingly want the help to get their situation um, I mean, fixed? We, we've done, uh, there's a uh, design for Evil on Erie, uh, Haunted House, so I'm one of the lead designers for that. Ooh. And just by having my workers in there, like, um, they, they won't stay in the building. So there's, yeah. there's people that they, they've heard, that they'll come to me like, there's something following me in the basement. I'm like, okay, you know, I've been here two years. I do ghost hunting and I have not heard a thing. So, you know, one night I just go down, I'm like, hey, anything down here? Just start just my own, have a little recorder going. You're just doing it? Yeah, just, just doing it, just doing EVP sessions. He doesn't, me, he doesn't give me a call. He doesn't yeah, let I, me I just, <laughs> it could be like 1 a.m., I'm, I'm up, so I'm just gonna go. And, you know, and I start hearing this little girl whistling. I know I'm alone in the building. And I was like, all right, what's going on? All right, it's cool. So I start walking our maze, our tour, and I would knock on the wall. Then across the hall, I hear somebody just pound the wall. What? Yeah. So I'm like, crazy. Cool, I'm going to go where that is. And then you, know, you feel like somebody's just, you know, following you behind them. So I got that feeling like they were doing. So I'm like, oh, I see what they're, they're, you know, what's going on. And then this past haunt season, we were open. I had a room that I couldn't keep actors in. It was, it was I mean, granted, it was a bloody children's bedroom. So that in itself might be a little scary. I loved it. <laughs> you created it. I had a really, really good blood splatter in there, so it was one of the best things I've done. Um, but these two girls, they kept coming up, and one just came up to me bawling, just crying her eyes out. And I'm just like, what is going on? So I, I go down and I sit with them, I'm like, y'all have to still scare. I'm not getting makeup. Y'all got to still scare some people. They're here, they paid to get in. Yeah. So I'm sitting down there, I'm just recording with my phone. And we know, and I'm recording, we had a camera at one point in time. We get a, like a, a teddy bear just gets thrown. I'm like, cool. So yeah. that's when I start poking the bear. I'm like, well, if there's somebody really down here, what's going on? Can you move this tricycle? I mean, yeah, it was a tricycle. And from one end of the room to the other, it just rides by itself. So here's a little bit of a plot twist with that. Oh my God, a real life plot twist. <laughs> real, this is actual real life, and it's real close to this area. We unfortunately lost an actor over the year before. Um, he committed suicide within, well, the general vicinity of the haunt. Yeah. And the room right, the hallway right next to it was where he was for years. Whoa. That was his spot that where he was scared his spot. And he would like to show. mess with people in that room before. So we're thinking he's coming back to give one more scare on the, on the actors and our tours. Yeah. And we, we'd have people come out and be like, hey, that was good. You know, that room at the, the hallway after the room, I get touched on the shoulders. We're like, nobody was there. We don't have actors over there. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> like the one spot on the we don't have an actor. That's <laughs> nice. Wait. So, and that, yeah, that, that's, yeah. It's a sad story and everything, but it, that, the haunt was his happy place. 
So really it was the far. reprieve from yeah. the real world. Yeah. Yep. We're we're also going there uh, the 14th. Yeah. Two weeks. We're doing an uh, investigation. We're going there to investigate in the actual location. You're going to finally right, do. That's a, actually yeah, right across yeah. the street from us right now. You're going to do a full blown full investigation. Blown investigation. Yeah. yeah. You two rocking that. Do you oh, guys have expanded people on your team yet? Oh uh, yes. We uh, we we all we're always open to see what people can bring to the group. Total. For sure. Um, for total, we probably have six to eight people right now. We're actually having a medium, and uh, people come up from Kentucky, so they're gonna come in and help us out. And, and we and try to work out. with other groups as well, oh, local. You know, try to, because we all do the same thing, and it's sometimes it's hard. You know, to yeah. find the person, uh, and they already have a group going. You're like, well, why not just work together? You know, like, it just makes sense. We all love this, so and places so are expensive to go. That. So is it is that one of the things you guys find hardest in the paranormal world is that collaboration is something that's not necessarily championed. It's like a high school. Yeah. Clicks. Yes. One word, it clicks. It's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. Because you'll have a couple groups that think they're like, oh, I want to help people. Cool, that's our kind of group, so we want to help people. Because if, if people come to you with these issues, they're like, this sounds crazy, but we don't know what to do. Then you got people who are out there for money. They're the ones trying to kick out these pilot episodes, send them to a sci-fi travel mm -hmm. channel, just to try to get the fame. Absolutely. You know? And that's, there, there, there's... It, and there's different styles of investigating as well. Yep. We're a really tech-heavy group, you know. Uh, you saw our setup. I got monitors, computer, you know, the connect, all that stuff. The scientific side of it. Some some people just walk in, you know, yeah. do it with nothing, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, they, they think they have a, a connection. You know, the the spiritual side of things, and they get these feelings. You know, kind of like psychics and mediums, and you know all the differences those are. But you know that they just bond, and that that's how they investigate. Well, they don't do well in our group. You know, not not that that's a like we're not problems or anything but our natural style of investigating is pretty hard for them to understand or to do and we try to work with them but that's what we get with different groups that's why there are different groups because it's different it's different perspectives yeah yeah it's their style of how they are comfortable with investigating because i'm the guy you know if i can't see it i don't believe it absolutely you so know, you guys yeah. use stuff to try to prove yeah, that something yeah, is visible there because mm -hmm. we've always said there's no handbook on how to ghost hunt there's there's not one out there. There actually is a ghost hunting for dummies. There, book, there's a there is a one on one book, but we don't we don't count that one. <laughs> we don't count that one. But if there was a true way to find ghosts, we would we would know everything about the paranormal, everything about the afterlife, everything you know, different dimensions. You know, you get into pseudoscience. It's crazy what you can yeah. break into two alternate realities. You know, there's just, I don't know why I said that. There's there's some people that you know Sasquatch, and in hunting, there's people that say. They see a ball of light before they see Sasquatch or Bigfoot. That it's just another being traveled from a different dimension. Yeah, they're so interdimensional travel. Our reality. Interesting. So there's yeah. different. There's so many different levels of the paranormal. We cover that on our shows and everything. That we we had a show just about that. Yeah. About pseudoscience and everything. Well, and one question I have is, you know, with all the theories and all the different perspectives, for somebody that's involved in the industry and and somebody that's trying to make that their passion how do you how do you differentiate and justify what you what you believe um, you know because I always say someone's beliefs are something that's that's unchangeable it's untouchable oh, yeah. you can't change someone's beliefs they believe what they believe how do you justify what you believe what how do you choose what direction you look at everything that you do in my, my opinion, um, for me, like we said, we're a very tech-heavy group, so I believe there's stuff out there. Now, is it necessarily a ghost, or is it just energies, or is it, is it it's something? Something's there, but if we can't capture it, 
you can't, how can you document that? Mm -hmm. But he may come in and say, hey, I saw a shadow figure. Well, so, that, that's kind of the conundrum because yeah. if you can't if you can't see it, you can't say that it's not there. Exactly. Yeah. If you can see it, you can say that you think it's there, but I never saw it, exactly. so I can't say that it was so there. A lot, a lot yeah. of, I always ghost hunting is like fishing. You throw your equipment uh, out there and you wait for a bite. Mm -hmm. You could go to somewhere for one night and get nothing. The next night you could get you know a bang and knock something moving, and it, it's it just everybody has their own experience with it and they have their different ways of doing it, you just have to find what's best fit for your, your faith and everything. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that's how I think of it. Ha have you guys had uh, people like Scooby-Doo like mess with you when you're trying to do investigations? Sometimes, you know, if it's a dull night and you're with a bunch of paranormal groups uh, and you're doing like an investigation, they'll, they'll mess with you. Yeah, we, we, had a, we had a kid at one place we, we yeah. caught in, in the middle of our investigation. He was just happened to be a part of the family that was there and, and everything. And, we caught him. We were just like, okay, could you not do that? So we traveled four hours. And yeah, like, yeah. So hey, it's your kid. Everything, <laughs> beyond, it, 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 everything <laughs> in front of this could be tainted with this is the, you know, this kid, you know. He was doing it for attention. Four mm -hmm. hours away sounds like Ohio. Where were you guys at? Uh, no, actually, it was like three and a half. You got Vince, where was it? It was down in southern Indiana. No, it was Ohio. It was Ohio? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Is that, uh, what's that place, Thorn? Thornhaven. Thornhaven. Was it Thornhaven? We, we have not been to Thornhaven. No. Shocking. No, we've never been. The ones in Ohio we've done was Post Town uh, Schoolhouse. We've done Ohio State uh, Wideman Reformatory. Yeah, we did uh, Saddamsville Rectory. Yeah, Saddamsville Rectory. Which is uh, a cool. fun one. You can stay all weekend there. They have like a two-day weekend kind which of thing. That's a very, very messed up story of a Catholic priest that used to murder it, Yeah, murder it's a former Catholic priest's house legit for the church. Le legit murder people. Yeah. It was a seminary where you'd go to become a priest, and then he was doing inappropriate things with people and killing them. Yeah, he got into Very the worship. Up. You know, and that's 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 one of my most uh, one of my I guess because I had the entity that followed me around. Yeah, you had the, the orb, whatever that was. It, like it took was, it was a void in pictures. Yeah. So every time you snap a picture of me, there'd just be this dark black figure there. No matter you take pictures of it wasn't else. it wasn't like a humanoid figure it was just like a void in the photo a darkness and yeah and every time you took another photo another void in a different area so you knew it wasn't like a malfunction with the camera it's not the same spot it was always moving but it was always when he was in the photo yeah and then he'd step in they take a picture and it's normal weird yeah dun, dun, dun. I don't I mean, like that. I mean, I, I love I like it. <laughs> I love it, but I don't like that. That, that yeah. same place, we did have a uh, funny story. We had an anomaly in one of our DVR cameras. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was in the kitchen, and they were like, oh, my God, you see this thing? It's like pulsating, like like moving all around. It's really weird. I'm like, all right. Nobody would go in there. I'm like, like I, I'm man, busting I'm down this door. I'm. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to see an apparition right in front of me. It was a spider. Dangling, yeah, on dangling on the lip of the camera, so close that it looked like that. So if you don't go in there and you don't look into this stuff, we would have thought that might have been paranormal the whole time. It was really just a spider, just a spider. Would you say that the majority of the time, when you're doing an investigation, you're actually trying to prove what's not paranormal? Yeah, absolutely. Versus trying to prove that there's something paranormal Honestly, there. Honestly, that was uh, one of the reasons why we don't have a ton of stuff from last year is because a lot of the stuff that we did, places we went to, we nothing happened. You know, like, we, we were just like, okay, this is because of your airflow, these noises, the rattle, 
your electrical is the you know you need to hire an electrician. You guys still use the talk box? The oh yeah, oh, the yeah, spare yeah. box. Spare box. Spare box. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, we have that and the Ovulus. And the Ovulus. Both Obvious. of those yes. devices those are, are insane. Very very cool. Yeah. Very very cool uh, devices. We. Um, we recently got everything. We use an Xbox One Connect. If you walk by the table, you see it. Um, so it's using the laser grid and all the cameras itself to, that it uses for you when you're playing games. But if you're in a room by yourself, you know, you're the one figure in there. You ask someone to come in with you and it assigns it a stick figure. So it takes any humanoid object assigns it a stick figure. And you mm -hmm. realize you're not alone in the room at like, that point in time. You're just standing like there. in one of like the paranormal uh, activity movies. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Okay. Fudge like that. Yeah. 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 One. We've seen it. Like We haven't had ours work, but we've seen other people have it, and it's and that's happened. Things have shown up on yeah. theirs, and it's definitely we're waiting for the day. Not <laughs> a fan. <laughs> yeah. Is that a, is that a shit-your-pants moment, though, if you're in the no, room alone and, like, six no. apparitions show up in stick figure well, form? I had a little story for you. Sure, bring it on. Um, I once made the mistake of challenging a story. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you went on to essentially taunt a demon. Well, not necessarily so, a demon. Yeah, Fair no. Enough. Not necessarily a demon. We were in, uh, where was it? Um, oh, uh, Black Moon Manor. Black Moon Manor. Recently got tore down, unfortunately. Yeah. Down south of Indianapolis, and, you know, we're filming a show with Oddity Files. It's a, it's a TV show we kind of taught people how to investigate, and they kind of went on their own way and did their own path. So totally. We to do a show at the time. We're like, hey, we'll show you how to go stop. Get you started. And they're doing great. They're doing great right now. Um, but, so we're at Blackman Manor, and myself and another investigator go in with just a recorder. I'm like, let's just go in with the bare minimum. So I'm like, all right, cool. We'll start the living room. The I, rest of us are taking a break. Yeah, they're out yeah, by the We've fire, been in there all night. Chilling. We're just exhausted. Taking a break. So I walk up to the door. I kick, I kick it open like I'm a fucking champion. And I go, come Bruce at me, Willis bro. Style, you're like, yeah. And I go, come at me, bro. This is something cheesy right so I walk in we start our session I turn and I hear this running footstep something scraping down the hallways it hits me in the chest lifts me up and throws me through a chair what we yes. heard all of this and we came running in like yes. what the hell just I, happened I mean the chair obliterated yeah and you're on the ground like what I'm just like hit me? what's going on the other investigator couldn't even speak yeah he was freaking out we just hear oh, oh, oh boom we're like Jesus what happened was We're that all your first real like lesson of not taunting the spirit world? Pretty much. Have you done it since? It's no. It's just. A, it's, it's now a, a running joke. Hey James, why don't, don't you go, go run in there and, and say, tell come it? At me, bro. Come at me, bro. <laughs> I call it the Zach Bagans effect. <laughs> Essentially, you need the T-shirt that says "Come at me, bro." Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you have one of those shirts? Yeah, I have a "Come at me, bro" shirt. <laughs> I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson. I'm going to get a shirt made with that on the back of his. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but that, that's probably the most outrageous thing that's happened to me. Um, I haven't really challenged much after that because it kind of makes you a little bit of a believer on that head. So that's one of those things. It's your personal experience there. Well, you have a justification now yeah. to not yeah. challenge anything. Well, not, not and, and another part of it is, is we've kind of grown a little bit as a group in, in insults and those kinds of things when you invest. It's just... It's, it's not, not the right way. It's not the right way. Because you're inviting a negative energy into the whole. Possibly. And, and then yeah. also, it's these other people's homes. You know, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do no, that. No, no, no. We weren't doing that at someone's home. But that's the mentality we took from this. We were like, these could be people's homes. We don't want to talk like this. You don't want to escalate the danger. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're, like, hey, have a good night. We're just we're like, leaving. Yeah, yeah we're there one night. Don't pink slime, right? Yeah. yeah. Don't Enjoy. piss off the pink slime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're there Yeah, we're there one night, you know, and there you have to live there. They got to sleep there. We don't have to sleep there. You no, know, so and that's, that's when we're like, like 
Let me enjoy stirring this up and then running away yeah. for you guys to have more we have, problems. We have clients ask if we will do that. And we're just like, I'm really uh, uncomfortable uh, with that. We really, Here's why. So you they, know, let me educate Sometimes you they why. request you to yes. do that? Yes. yes. Like, I want you to piss this spirit off. Yes. yes. Because I want you to ca- catch evidence. Oh. In that mindset, it makes them not feel crazy. Because they see the shows do that. Because they think that they're crazy because all this stuff is happening to them. And then we go and nothing happens. And they get frustrated. And they're like, like just do whatever. Just do whatever you got to do. I felt this. Like, I know this happened in this room. Yeah. Yeah. Stop and, and disbru- disbelieving me. And we have to sit there and be like, it's okay. We're here one night. It doesn't mean we're not coming back. That's where I use my fishing analogy. You know? There you go. Yeah. 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 Some great analogy. That's, that's, a, that's a humble way to look at it, though. Yeah. Because... You know, if you look at any major media that's paranormal or cryptozoology or, or anything like that related, you know, the the masses look at, well, you know, you went into the woods and yelled for an hour. Of course you didn't see Bo- Bigfoot. You know, it doesn't exist. And then, but I, I like the way that you, that you compare it to fishing because I'm a big fisherman. Yep. And, and, and I relate to that a lot because... If I go out every time that I go fishing night and I expect to limit out on everything that I'm doing, I'm always going to be disappointed. Exactly. Yep. You know? So, I appreciate that. Yeah, exactly. And that's why, that's why I use something that relates to the person or, you know, or relate to the family, really. Do you, would you say that throughout all the investigations that you do or have done, um, that more often than not, you make more than one investigation where you're at or you... Or do you just kind of say, we, well, I'm one and done? No, know? no, we try to do at least three. So yeah. spaced out at least three and then, you know, make it clear with everybody. That way we have three base readings, three different experiences. Then we can kind of say, hey, you know, this is what's going on. Try to bring in other members of our group and see if they have any yeah. different interactions. So I may go on one, but two different best hairs may go next time to see what they get because Because the variables yeah. change. Yeah. Exactly. And do you think that certain people are more drawn to bring out activity? Have you noticed yeah, that there are some, yeah. certain people yeah, on your yeah. team like, like me, oh, I give off a lot of energy. So I usually can get, I mean, Kevin was on a dry Supposedly spot, he gives off a lot of energy. I haven't been able to pick it up yet. Nobody <laughs> But Kevin went on a dry spell where he had nothing happen yeah. for almost like six to eight months. He gone on investigation yeah. and was just dead. Nothing. Ever. No pun intended. Was that frustrating was for you? Oh, super frustrating. Like, you're like, what's wrong with me? Yeah, you know, and I like step out of the room and I go and take a break. And like, oh my God, this stuff happened. I'm like, mother. Mm. Like, <laughs> Your energy was affecting the yeah. spirit world. I mean, I, in, in, a, in, in some thinking about it, you know, I, I'm kind of a protector, so I could be stopping things or, you know, not not wanting it to interact with me. You You're know, almost an activity deterrent. Yeah, yeah, you can look at it that way. I mean, I don't know if that's true or not. It's a possibility, and you got to look at it that way. Like, you know, it's just the way the world is. We can't really prove as much as I would like, but, uh, you know, that's why I keep doing it. Absolutely. And, like, around here, there's so much stuff that's happening in Lafayette that people don't even realize. Yeah. You know, and I was talking to somebody earlier um, in this area that we're sitting in Market Square and everything with the, Downtown. the, the railroad right here. This used to be like a really dark spot for yeah. some really crazy real-life activities. Real-life, right? and it all started back in 1911. So when Lafayette was, you know, young, um, Spanish influenza hit. They threw everybody down, not like literally threw them, but they moved all of them, like made a quarantine zone. That was the quarantine zone. Was and it was all down 18th down. Street Hill because they believed the lower they were, the higher the other people were, they were going to get the Spanish flu. Right. So thousands of people died in this area. So this is a hot spot. Oh, it, it, it happened maybe. twice. Have, they had maybe. two yeah, it has the potential. It has the potential. Have you guys like started mapping out 
the areas you've like keep track to doing investigations and and maybe the more you investigate an area of town you like level it up to like this is a little bit more green this is a little bit yeah. more orange now this is a red area yeah this is like a hotbed you know, I mean, kind of there thing. for a while we had five or six people contacting us at different houses in these areas. It's usually around the time that, you know, the, the quarantine really took place. And, like, for instance, there was uh, some people that saw soldiers around 9th Street and Greenbush. Where the cemetery's at? Where the cemetery is, but that's where, in the, the Civil War and everything, um, that's where a bunch of soldiers died in a train crash. Not there, but it was outside of town, but that's where they were, they were buried. Right. A bunch of Confederates. Interesting. Yeah, and there are, if you notice going down Greenbush, you'll see just a row of like I think it's twelve or thirteen graves right in the row with the, the statue marking what it is, and they're all the same. So that's that's just people don't know that. I feel like Indiana is secretly a hotbed for activity. Oh, absolutely. I feel like Trail of Tears, Death Trail ran through. Mm-hmm. Here. There's a um, uh, what's it called? Reader Road. Have you heard of Reader Road in Northwest Indiana? I've heard of Moody's Lane. Okay, so Reader Road in Northwest Indiana is a place where people who are like from Griffith or Munster, if you were a football star in high school, you probably went to Reader Road to hang yourself. Like they have really? a hotbed of what? over like 500 suicides that have happened in Reader no, Road's I've woods. Never, never and they've that. got it like gated off. You can't go there, but if you drive onto the premises, you will see an Oldsmobile drive down the road opposite you. Like, I've heard some really crazy activity. Go. Huh. You should go. Absolutely. Look up Reader Road. It will yeah, blow yeah. your mind. That's nice. we, we were, for a while, we were doing folklore and just kind of, you know, because you, you hear a thousand different things. Oh, my God. On folklore Good. Around here. So many counties have so I mean, much different folklore stuff. It's hard to Shade just State go Park. through. How do you think it got its name? People were seeing shadows in the trees. Oh. Yeah. So it was Shade State Park. Do you guys have any plans to travel abroad? And um, do stuff overseas. I would love to. Oh my god! Right. And that's the thing. A real big thing is, you know, ghost hunting comes out of everybody's pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, I've had the privilege for being in the Marine Corps, being able to travel and do stuff like that. So I have a little bit of experience abroad. Um, but we'd love to, but we'll see. The one one of the things that has changed is we've actually became an, an official business. Yes. Uh, we have we we're an uh, LLC company now. Ooh, um, LCC stats. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, it's one way to protect our group as well, and, and and then but also try to make some type of revenue through Twitch, our podcast, those kinds of things, to help fund those kinds of things, and somehow try to bring that, you know. Yeah, because you never realize. I know we have waivers. We have the homeowner sign when we go in because you go into somebody's home, they're like, "Oh my God, three big screens are missing. These guys were in here last. They could sue us." Yeah, <laughs> and then it's individuals, and you know, my family is affected by me making a judgment call on a person's home, you know. Right. (laughs) So, it was one way to protect everyone. That's a sad place that we have to, that we're in in 2018, where everything that we do um, that could remotely be business associated, we have to protect ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, it's... This, it's no different than us in the podcast. We have oh, yeah. to, we have to watch what we put on our podcast. We have to watch who, who we reference and plug and and, and everything. Mm-hmm. We have we have to. Everybody will shut you down for something. You you have to see why you know. Yeah, so, I mean, you can get demonetized and stuff like that. You know, CYA for those of you who don't know means cover your ass. <laughs> that's a term that's been used a couple times this weekend. I feel like we wanted to yeah, make sure. Yeah, in case you were wondering. Yeah, in case you were. Curious. But, you know, in the future here, if you're going to be in Lafayette, too, um, we have started with a committee of city officials 
Um, a couple of years back, we used to do the haunted downtown walk. If you don't know about Lafayette, downtown Lafayette is a hotbed of like prohibition area with crime, mm-hmm. gangster activity, everything. So, and there's been a couple. There's you know, at Sixth in New York, a, la- a lady in the '70s cut another got cut a guy's head off with a doll knife or a spoon, and said God told her to do it. So that house is now owned by the Historical Society. Nobody will live into it. But it's just the little facts about downtown. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with like Dickens of the Christmas here mm-hmm. in Lafayette. We're gonna make a hayride that will go all of these hot spots and act out each scene, so you know the history behind it. So just another little cool thing to offer during Halloween time and stuff like that. That's cool. Is so, there is there any major place outside of Indiana in the United States that you guys have any plans to hit in the uh, future? My, well, I've been virtually everywhere. Um, I've always loved the one I haven't been to really is Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. I want to go. Yeah, it's in uh, West Virginia. It's in West Virginia. Um, I've already been to Alcatraz. I've been to Waverly Hills. Which you're going um, back to. Yes. Damn, Waverly is a terrifying place. Oh, it's amazing. I love it. I love it. How'd you feel about Alcatraz? Because I've also been it's, to Alcatraz. It's a, like, I felt, that's the first time everybody talks about being like an empath who, you know, people have, you know, feelings and they feel different moods. That's the first time I've ever felt like sadness. Like walking into the building and the building's just like it's a very dreary yeah, feeling crazy. place. Yep. I've never felt anything like that. And I, I sometimes envy the people that can do that because it's just you just get into one of the cells. In my mind, I'm just like something's gonna slam shut. I'm stuck. Mm-hmm. Has been shut in 40 years. Right. And then you're just stuck there. <laughs> but on an island. Is, it's, it's just it's crazy. Yeah, you're on an island yeah. surrounded by yeah. uh, Good giant luck underwater trenches filled with great white sharks. That, yeah, I'm like yeah. I couldn't imagine being a prisoner there. Right. Absolutely not. Yeah, no. But for me, like you guys went to Missouri State Penitentiary. Yeah, that was there fun. I was there before, and sitting in a gas chamber where 39 people were executed, strapped in the same chair they were. Whoa. That's an interesting yeah. feeling too. Right. So you got to think. We, they we, they we, show we, you all the photos and everything, yeah. and you know, not. They just show you the mug shots of them and everything like that. But well, I mean, we didn't get much, unfortunately. But it definitely had the creep factor. I mean, you walk in and you hear the noise eh, as they let you in and opens the gate and everything. And yeah. that um, noise you imagine is thirty-eight echoing, or thirty-nine people, and then it shuts behind call. you. Yeah. yeah, the noise echoes behind you, and there's nothingness because yeah. it's just yes. constantly echoing. Exactly. I uh, I did go and I had one of those police batons and I went down the jail cell and just yeah yeah I did that. I was like, lights out, and I just ran down. And Curious for both of you. Talk about is, a challenge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, curious for both of you, in your experience ghost hunting, what is the one moment that stands out the most? Because I feel like overall you could have a lot of different experiences that are like, oh, my God, I can't forget when this happened, my hair raised, or blah, yeah. blah. But there has to be one moment that is like a notch above everything else. For me, it's besides the one story I told you guys earlier. Um, I was at Waverly Hills, so the owner, she's like, well, a lot of stuff happens around sunset, sunrise. So at sunset, just split up and go walk by yourself. Nope. So I'm like, cool, I'm going to do that. Not take anything with me, I'm just going to just go walk. And I would turn a corner, I, I, well, I, I turned a corner, I was on the third floor, and I, come, I see this orderly. It's like a, a faint, like I could see right through the orderly, but I could see the orderly. And then... We came face to face, so I was just like one of those moments you're just like frozen, like trying to process everything, and then it, it well, shoots you're, down you're, the hallway. Your brain's not yeah. wired to see what no. you're seeing. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm just like, well, first off, what's going on? 
then the orderly goes down and ducks into a hall. I mean, ducks into a room, so nope. naturally I start running after it and I go into the room and nothing. So that's kind of like the first time I came face to face with what kind of really made me believe more in the paranormal because I actually got to see an apparition. Yeah. So. And you were, in, in fact, not just seeing an apparition, you were then in chasing an apparition, and then when you don't see it, you're, like, you're just like, no, well, I just, know what my eyes saw, I'm, like, I'm not stupid. Then I contemplated, yeah. should I go back and talk to the, like, talk to the group about this, because I don't want to think I'm crazy, but here's what I saw. Kind of yeah, my, mine was, and I think I talked about it last time, it's just uh, crazy, when we were in India, it's the, the lady that we uh, left, uh, we had to let go of, and, and things like that, but uh, we were investigating, and one of the investigators had to go to the restroom. And so we we, walk, we go in pairs in this house just because it's safer. Uh, so we had one uh, investigator stand outside the bathroom door. And it's in a narrow hallway. Um, and so standing there, and to his left is another room. And the door started opening and closing. Opening and closing. Just repeatedly. Yeah. And, and he was like, Steiner, get down here. Get down here. And I, and I come running down, and I'm like, okay, what's going on? And it's still open and closing, open and closing. And I was, I was like, this is insane. And then all of a sudden I was like, I'm being manipulated. What's, what's going on with my investigator in the bathroom that I can't even see? So I start pounding on the door, and we're talking subdivision home. It's not, it's not like the best quality, you know. It's yeah. just the thin interior door. We're pounding on it. You know, saying her name, hey, 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 you okay, hey, is everything all right? And two men, you know, pounding on this door. She never responded, and my wife ran down the hallway and went to open the door, and that's when the investigator opened up the door and was like, what's going on? Had no idea you guys were no trying to No idea. No idea. And then we were like, you know, we were yelling, is everything okay? Are you all right? And she goes, yeah, I'm fine, and brushed by, past us. It's not like that person. They were reserved. She, she would, yeah, she would never. Quiet, you know. Likes to observe things. But she, you know, brushed by us and just sat down. I was like, all right, guys, let's just see how this goes. We'll just let her do her thing, but we're going to keep her away. You know, we're just going to talk for a little while, see what happens. 10, 15 minutes later, she goes, where am I? What, what was happening? Yep. And uh, I was like, okay, you know, you were, you, you've been here for about 10, 15 minutes. She goes, I was just in the bathroom. Like, that's, that's where I was. And you're like, try to remain calm, but I'm about to do <laughs> yeah, you on yeah. some stuff that you're not ready for. So basically, I mean, she blacked out and then in the bathroom and then came back to in the living room. Yep. But so thought like, she was still in the bathroom. Yeah. And she came to. And then, boom, she's in the living room. Nothing that made sense. not even where it gets weird. Yeah. So uh, she, which part are you going to talk? Which one do you want me to well, talk I mean, about? Like, then she would go to work and she, oh, she yeah, was yeah, a nurse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. she, she was a nurse and had to make rounds for her um, you know, people that were in there, patients. And then she sat down to take a break before her next round. 45 minutes later, she has her boss screaming in her face. And she, it was just like that to her. She sat down, and then boom, her boss is screaming in her face. Something's That's how she described to it to me. Exactly. And she was, she was like, I, I just sat down. She goes, no, you've been sitting on your ass for 45 minutes. And so she was just like, uh, no, no. On, and then there was another thing that happened to her, uh, a ways down from all this stuff. So we're talking probably six, seven months. She um, wakes up in the morning, goes to the restroom, comes back, and there's a giant tear right where she was laying in her sheets. Just right where she was laying. Yep. So. What? Yeah. Yep. So I mean that also takes into account of you know some of these most of these times you know we're going to somebody's home and didn't know, don't know what's there. 
So you got to take your faith and your beliefs to get protection because you don't want something to follow you. Right. I'm kind of a hoarder of haunted objects. So when we have something we find, like, uh, you know, I have Ouija boards that have been a part of the cases. I have amulets. I have just all these artifacts that we take from people's homes so they believe it to be haunted. I put them under my bed, which is okay for me. But my ground is protected. Like, I have medallions in every four corners, so whatever I bring in won't get out. Absolutely. And whatever, really, if, I, if something's attached to an object when it crosses, my belief is it stays out. And in, in myself, I don't really have a standard belief. Like, I don't go to church. I don't, you know, I, I'm just kind of whatever, you know. And, and I'm letting it develop as I do this, you know, kind of thing. So I'm trying not to be influenced. I try to be as open as possible, but understand science and what makes logical sense at the same time. So we have a very diverse group of people yes. and individuals of what they believe in, and we all work together still, which is cool. You know, you don't see that very often. You know, you have, you know, this is the Catholic way. This is the, this is the only the members we have kind of thing. And, you guys are more open to trying yeah. all different ways and to see yeah. what happens. Obviously, it, work it has together. to be like a learned experience. Every time you yep. go into a house, it's the first hunt all over again. Yep. You can't assume, mm -hmm. okay, well, my experience says that this can happen because the laws of, of, of like... Uh, there's no book on this. Exactly. There's, there's, no, no, there's not only no, no book on this, but there's no written law of how it should go down. Yeah. Exactly. Everything Physics is, doesn't apply. Exactly. <laughs> Everything is going to constantly be changing for you guys. So yeah. adaptability is something you have to become experts mm -hmm. in. Yep. Yeah. You know, and walking in every situation, you have to learn how to not, I'm guessing, step on toes. It's, it's not just that. Yeah. You have to, it's, I mean, there's been some cases where I walk in and I just want to call like CPS or something just because of the situation in the home. The situation yeah. that like, has nothing to do with the like, haunt. Yeah, you're just like, what's going on? Like, what do we do in this situation? And, you know, unfortunately, sometimes you got to do the, the, the right thing or, you know, like one of the investigations we went through, they're like, oh, don't step over there, there's needles. Yeah. I'm like, you have three kids. They were renting, <laughs> you know? they, they were renting from a landowner and they had uh, diabetes. So the, the person that owned the land, you know, was just and at that point, taking their insulin that. shots and throwing it in the yard. So it's not their think, fault. You have to think, you know, what's best for the family there, what you do. So it's not just we're going there for ghost hunting. It's like you said, we're therapists, Therapy. we're counselors, <laughs> yeah. and everything like that. Cause you have to and we're your friend at the same time. Yeah. You know, your we're, number we're, one goal is to help the people mm -hmm. help you're the people interacting with. And, and, and the kids, you know, if they say they have kids, it's number priority. You know, it's a huge priority increase for us. You know, they're like, we have kids, and we're working another case. We'll be like, unfortunately, we have to put your case on hold. We have to help this family with children that are scared. You know, and, and hope they understand. And if not, we work and collaborate with other people and hope they would help us. In hey, let situation. me bring this other team in that I trust enough yeah, to exactly. send to your case so exactly. they can help you while exactly. I'm and, and I'll in. oversee it or work with them on the side and maybe we'll get back involved or whatever, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, and do absolutely. a joint investigation, which we've done before, private investigations. We've, we've taken another group in with us and investigated together. I think that's huge because it allows you guys to be open to collaboration. It's not like, this is our team. This is the only team that yeah, matters. Yes, We're the only exactly. team that can do it. You're like, hey, we can't handle this right now. We've got other things on our plate. This is what I can offer you. Hopefully you understand. Yeah. Exactly. Have you ever had anybody like, hey, come to my house to do a haunt. And then you get there and you tell them, like, this is what we found. And they're like, I don't believe you. Get the F oh, out. Yeah. Like, oh, you're wrong. Yeah. yeah. Even but if you know what you're doing. At the end of the day, doing. a person's going to believe what they believe. Yeah. 
And back to what Tyler said about you can't change someone's beliefs. Well, at at the same time, there's people with different beliefs in the house as well. You know, you have the husband that believes, you know, uh, atheist outlook of things. And then you have the wife that's, um, you know, Christian and Catholic, whatever. And and they're scared. But, you know, the husband isn't, doesn't care. It doesn't matter what we're going to say as evidence. He's not going to care. He doesn't doesn't believe it. We had somebody that was a Catholic her boyfriend used to practice voodoo and said he stopped doing it. We opened up the closet and there's, and there's a voodoo shrine on the wall yeah. of somebody practicing voodoo still. And we're like, we think this might be your issue. <laughs> Pretty but sure yeah, he's not. He didn't started, stop. You know, going at it. And we're like, whoa, whoa, separate. Yeah, <laughs> it's about time for me to hit the old dusty trail. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. like it's time for you guys to figure your stuff out. Yeah. I'm gonna get on to my so life. I found does. your answers. <laughs> it, it does. It, it's a very drastic and very you know. I feel like you guys genuinely have a thankless job. Oh yeah. I feel like people can thank you all day for your work, but yeah. ultimately you're taking home yeah. way more than they know that you're taking. Yeah. yeah. We 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 tell them we we take donation in Twinkies because <laughs> we're hungry when we're there. Right when we're there all launched, late. Yeah. Twinkies. Yeah. We're like they're like you want anything? We're like oh uh, well. I'm Are you guys sure you're not just the modern Ghostbusters Twinkies? <laughs> Dude, it was it was fantastic. Like Stay the Twinkies just came out. Man. Like what do you need? I'm like. Yeah, they were like, they were like, we're gonna, we're gonna leave and let you guys do your investigation. And we're like, all right. They're like, can we get you anything? And we're like, Twinkies, straight as up Twinkies. mini Twinkies. Fantastic. Fit into a van. You get so tired, you get exhausted. There's a thing we call paranormal hangover, especially at like witching hour, three o'clock hits, and your body just goes, no, I'm done. Yeah, and you're we're like, done, no, man. we're not done. <laughs> we're just getting started. But your eyes are like, you wake yeah. Up with a worse Gra- grab a Mountain Dew. You're in for the long haul. <laughs> get a Red Bull and hope for the best. Yeah. Exactly. What's the weirdest thing you guys think you've seen that you can't explain even to this day? Strange. It doesn't necessarily have to be paranormal, but just like, I can't even place where that came from. Like, why would that happen? For me, the story of the Kokomo boom. The what? The Kokomo boom is kind of the, the biggest mystery to me. Okay. That I've looked into. Um, I don't know if it's from Kokomo area or anything like that. Um, but it was back in, what, I think it was the 90s. Yeah. You know, it was a very active military base. Uh, but there was a lot of UFO sightings in Kokomo. And then one night, it, you know, there was 149 reports of people calling in a 911 seeing a weird object crash into a field. Well, 149 yeah. people aren't in Kokomo, it's not that big. No. And then seven or eight. Then there's witnesses people? of people that were close to that would see black helicopters with guns flying over their house, seeing Walmart semis at 3 a.m. go into this field, mm-hmm. be there for an hour or two, and leave. And yep. then the next day, there's just a bunch of, like, dug out, like, I don't know what you call them. Trenches. Ruts. Yeah, trenches. Yeah, like ruts. And nothing else to be found. And everybody heard the same boom around the same time that night. Yep. So. We interviewed one of the people that, you know, yep. was, was there, was nearby, you know, saw the Walmart trucks. And like, we don't understand why that was. So for me, that's the most creepy but interesting story that still gets my attention every time I get a... There's no way to connect the no, dots. there's nothing. There's nothing, yeah. there's, but yet there's so many accounts of people seeing stuff, but how could it not be true? And my wife had a similar thing happen to her, and then we went, the, it was also in Kokomo, in between Lafayette weird, yeah. and Kokomo, and it was on 26, a bunch of people pulled over, and my wife pulled over, and they saw something in the sky, and they all <laughs> kind of looked at each other, and they started talking, like the people that pulled over, they're like, uh, do you know what that is? Does anyone know anything? And it's they're like, like 20, 30 people. Yeah, yeah, and, and no one understood what they were seeing. 
Uh, my wife comes home and says, I think I saw a UFO. And I'm like, James, get over here now. <laughs> so I jumped in his truck and we drove down 26. And then again, we saw helicopters circling that area in the sky. Three of them. It was three or four of them. And we were just like, what? Is this a, like a procedure the military does when they get those kinds of calls? You know, is that like, are they going to say it's a practice flight you know it's like their protocol right you know, yeah. Not, yeah, I mean, there's with, a weather balloon yeah with my knowledge of you know being in the military and yeah. working on an air base um no yeah <laughs> but, you know, that, not that you're aware of <laughs> yeah but you know people always have conspiracy theories and stuff like that but that's one thing that's kind of always stuck with me was that story because the kokomo not, boom the kokomo yeah. boom shit i gotta look it up Dude, yeah, it's, it's such a it's a, it's a thing. I had a buddy that grew up in Kokomo, and he's like, yeah, no, that totally happened. He it's goes, like, listen, no. nearly 150 people said something happened. Yeah. You that, no, that was just the phone calls into 911. Yeah. Not everybody's going to call it in. So no, the, number, the number of additional people could be expert. Or they didn't yeah, wake absolutely. up because it was in the middle of the night, or, you know. Yeah, you might have thought it was thunder or something. You no, know, it but was yeah. outside of Kokomo, and people that were downtown at bars were calling us in. That's actually a great question. You just said thunder or something. Yeah. How often do you guys get calls... And then you go to a place, and the weather affects your hunt. Oh, well. That's, that's actually really, really good. We had question. one of the craziest experiences in uh, Octagon Hall. Yeah, Octagon uh, Hall is in, in Kentucky. Kentucky. was an old Civil War hospital. And, and, you know, it's basically Octagon Hall. It's an eight-sided building. Octagon yeah. Hall. Yeah. Yep. Octagon it's Hall. a museum. So. Sure. It's a Civil War museum. But we, had, that was, we get there. We drive all the way down. We're starting an investigation. I mean, the worst thunderstorm we've ever had. We couldn't leave. We yeah. thought there was going to be a tornado. It was how bad it was. Yeah. Like, it, so, but we didn't have any really easy way to f- figure that out either. I, I put on a uniform and I grab a sword and I'm running outside. Are you going to beat off, the tornado to death with a sword? I thought about it. Well, no, but I mean, why not? <laughs> so another investigator yeah, and I were like, well, let's see. Water conducts energy. Light. There's electric in the energy, air. So let's see what's going on outside. So we go out to the edge of the field where they said the troops would, you know, be and, and stay. Every lightning flash, you'd see somebody on a horse. Or every lightning flash, you'd see a group of people sitting there. Yeah. Nope. Yep. And then uh, we go back to the gazebo. We're sitting there. We're just like, all right, we're going to smoke a cigarette and just chill. And then another lightning flash. Him and I look out. We see two soldiers walk out, turn, point their weapons at us. Then we just, you know, raise our swords up. They put their weapons down and went back in the forest. Yeah. And, and we're like, what? They came inside, what? told us about it. So we all went out to the field. And we we all the whole the, group the whole team saw the it. platoon of uh, you know marching when lightning hit and saw the drummer boys saw, saw you know the saw the horses and the flag and it was crazy it was insane one we, word nope <laughs> <laughs> so that I, I forgot about that until you said thunderstorm yeah yeah so and we we've been back since no nothing no, nothing no, nothing so the thunderstorm you think kinetically brought something Could've. out. It, it was the it was the variable that great word. it was the variable that we couldn't take into account the second time we went. Okay, so is much. that the only experience with whether you guys have had? Yeah, that really during an investigation. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Yes, but there's always said you know when flooding and stuff happens, people have different experiences. And there's underground wells that we might not be aware about when we go to these places. It depends on where you know. They, Just like Lafayette, you never know. A river underneath it, so people attribute that too to some activity. Damn, you guys have an amazing journey that you guys have been it's taking fun. and yeah. seeing things and, and stuff. Have you? I know the last time we spoke, you guys were dabbling in live um, hunts yes. with other people who were not a part of your group, not a part of anything, just like, hey, I've never experienced paranormal. Yeah. Maybe you guys have an idea. Take me. 
Yeah. We always still do that. Still we, we doing bring, that? We bring yeah. people on for an investigation. There's somebody that's just like, hey, I just want to go experience it. And it happened. And we'll, we'll take them. Hey, Dick and Tyler, I, I hear something you guys should totally try. Yeah? I mean, I'm, I'm into some collab. If you guys are into I'm some game. collab. <laughs> I'm definitely game. We should do it. Like, um, Are you awake now? Yes. All right. <laughs> here at his name. He's like, I'm in. He's a sleepy boy. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, we got plenty of places around here in Lafayette we can even go to. Ooh. Cool. So, What's your favorite hunt, place-wise, location? Local or? Wherever. Location just in, general. in general. Just in general, Waverly Hills is my favorite. I, I would agree. If I had an opportunity to go back to Waverly Hills, um, I just want to investigate a castle. He, he always just wants a castle. I, I, I would prefer like <laughs> Scotland, England castle to be a. It would He's be like, like my bucket list. I want to go in a castle. <laughs> that would be see. my. Yeah, it would be. It would be my bucket list. A little suit as a knight, just because. Yeah, you local. I thought you were going to say like, he's dressed in a skirt or a, <laughs> what do you call that kilt? Yeah, you hear me on the Tartan. bags. Yeah, that would be a lovely sound. I'm sure. No, I've always wanted to go to Edinburgh. Yeah. So Edinburgh, Scotland. But yeah. Excellent. Well, do you guys have any questions for these guys before we wrap it? When can when can we start? Yeah, <laughs> we're actually we're doing an investigation uh, in two weeks, like I said, of this of this building. Evil on Erie. So, you can, I mean, if you guys can make it happen, yeah. Well, we will we're reach a out to you. Yeah, and if not, uh, we, we can do it any other time. We just plan something. Yeah. Cool. What do you yeah. guys do that is to like relax from ghost hunting? How do you kick it when you're not in that After world? You're done. Yeah, like how do you escape that? Um, I I smoke I, a cigar. A cigar. Yeah, I just sit down and I just like turn something on my phone, YouTube, whatever it may be, and anime or what, and then smoke a cigar, just hang out, just chill. For me to unwind from it, because I mean it can be a very energetic experience. I just I'll just go home, watch Netflix, have a glass of whiskey. I will say my my first time that I went to one, and that night I laid in bed, I didn't go to sleep. I just stared at the ceiling and I was just like, what? did I just see like, <laughs> like my mind was blown my brother called me the first time he did it and he was like dude I stared at the ceiling I'm like I did this exact same thing when I started you're like I laid there from 3am till 9.30am when the sun was up just staring at this crack in the ceiling thinking what did I actually witness yes. exactly. yeah. how did I witness that it just turned my world upside down you know yeah. Yeah, because I feel like until you've had a paranormal experience, until you've actually walked into that world, it's like, oh, whatever, man. Like, yeah. you, you didn't see shit. You didn't experience that. Exactly. Whatever. And then if you get put in a position where you do experience it, your world literally is flipped on its mm-hmm. head. Well, and yeah, you, you always, everybody, who, people who had experience and people who haven't had experiences, after talking with us for a bit, they'll tell us a story of something happened when they were Yeah, yeah. yeah they'll like, start going, they'll oh, like, I don't believe in ghosts. This, nothing. This I, was nothing. odd. I had this happen. And then all of a sudden... They saw something in their bedroom or something. It's cool to see yeah. it when it happens. I mean, it genuinely is cool, and you don't want to be like, "Hi, I told you so." Like, you're just genuinely appreciative of them, like taking the time to actually think about what they've, you know, what happened, and, and actually, be actually able to share yeah. it with thinking you. about it and being like, "Well, oh, maybe I'm wrong." You know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there is something out there. You know. Excellent. Well, James, Kevin, thank you guys so much oh, for returning to the panel. Yes, thank you. It's yeah, always thank a blast you guys. talking to you guys. We talked last year. We caught up. Well, a little over last year, I guess yeah. it's right around June time. But yeah. uh, what can people expect from you guys in the upcoming months? Um, like I said, we want to get uh, Twitch live investigations going. Yep. Um, to where I'm, you can have evidence being pulled up in the chat room, multiple camera angles, 
and just be able to experience. So you can do it safely from home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no demon like possessions that. here. Yeah. yeah. Basically, a mobile streaming setup kind of thing. So man. that's awesome. That's, that's, I, I've never right. seen it done, and we're gonna try to do it. Definitely. Yeah, so we're just gonna try to rock it and get that done, and then we're gonna be doing a lot of limits where we can investigate. Small, they need yeah. to have internet. <laughs> you know, most, of them don't, most places don't have power. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that we want to do that, but we're gonna be doing a lot of investigations this fall, so we're gonna have a lot of new evidence to put up and everything. So that's what we're well, excellent. To. Hopefully, people check your Facebook out, Wallbash Paranormal. Yep, wallbashparanormal.com, yep. Wallbash uh, Facebook, Wallbash Paranormal Research Society. Yeah. You'll find us on there. Yep, excellent. And we're always posting quirky little stuff about ghost hunting, so people love that. Awesome. Well, guys, thanks so much. It's yep. been a Absolutely. brilliant chat. Yeah. Um, I think that's also it for Lafayette. Yeah, I think everybody's here. <laughs> There's nobody's here. Few we're the last ones here. Don't well, matter. We matter. outwit, outlast, and outplay everybody. Yeah, <laughs> we are the uh, right, except for Dick we're Collins. the ghosts of Lafikon. The ghosts Ooh, of we're the only spirits left. Yeah, we're all the, the after remains. hours. Oh, all the remains reference. Look at you. Okay. All right, folks. Well, for Lafikon 2018 and the Wabash Paranormal Panel, thank you guys so much for checking us out. We will see you guys, I'm sure, next year. Absolutely. And until then, later. <laughs>